We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world, with all its power and might, steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. On today's show, I want to talk about science and science deniers. I want to talk about the stories that are in the news that prove that we are being led, our nation is being led by a bunch of flat earthers. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Welcome to today's Rebellion. All right, I'm finishing out the week. This is the last broadcast of the Rebellion for this particular week. I'd like to talk to you about science and this ongoing claim that the conservatives are the science deniers. You, you conservatives, you rubes, you rednecks that live in the heartland, you people that lack gray matter, those of you who cling to your God and your guns, you know, you stupid folks that have common sense because you think sense is still common. You still believe these foolish things such as, you know, we are endowed by our creator with certain self-evident truths and unalienable rights, that it's God who gives us our freedom, our liberty, our dignity, and our identity. It's not given to us by government. And frankly, Whoever sits in the White House has nothing to say about any of that. Oh, we still believe these foolish things. We believe that the Bible is true. We believe that uh, Jesus is who he claims to be. We believe that there's morality in the world and that there are some things that are right and there are some things that are wrong. We believe that black is black and white is white and good is good and evil is evil. We believe that you can actually measure those things. They're measurable. There's an objective standard outside of political power or popularity or whatever's politically correct that tells us whether or not something is right or wrong. Oh, we believe these stupid, foolish things. We're the science deniers. Well, on today's show, I'd like to talk more about that. And I'm going to use this tweet that was put out by Trevecca Nazarene University's Student Government Association, a tweet that should cause all of you to raise an eyebrow and many of you to have great concern. Let's take a break and thank our sponsors, and when I get back, I'll talk about science, facts, feelings, opinions, and what's real. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion, and I will be right back in a couple minutes. Okay, welcome back to The Rebellion. Again, I want to thank all of you for listening in as loyally as you do. We're, we are really building some momentum with the Rebellion. I think I told you that last month we had 46,000 listens of the Rebellion. And we're already at well over 41, almost 42,000 as I speak right now. And we've got a few days left in the month. So maybe if you push this particular episode or another one or two that you really enjoyed in the last few days out to all of your family and friends and your social media, 
Parler and MeWe and Gab and even Facebook and Twitter and whatnot, Rumble, YouTube, whatever you use, Instagram, all of the above. Choose a couple episodes of The Rebellion, copy them, paste them, and forward them to your friends. Encourage them to take a listen. And to all of you who are subscribing to The Rebellion and supporting what we do here on a daily basis, I just want to say thank you. I really appreciate it. Again, it helps pay the light bill. So I'm grateful that you support us financially and help us continue to do what we do. If you're interested in subscribing, go to patreon.com backslash D-R-E-V-E-R-E-T-T-P-I-P-E-R. That's patreon.com backslash Dr. Everett Piper. D-R-E-V-E-R-E-T-T-P-I-P-E-R. All right, today's show, today's story. I shared this with you yesterday. It was a tweet put out by Trevecca Nazarene University Student, Student Government Association, excuse me, Student Government Association. The acronym is SGA. So this is Trevecca SGA, and it is at Trevecca Nazarene University, a tweet that was put out, oh, a few days ago. And the tweet says, and I read it to you yesterday, as SGA, we want you all to know that you are seen and heard. We want everyone to know that they belong and that this campus will always be a safe place for you. To the LGBTQIA+, and Trevecca community, you are heard, and you are loved, and you matter. And then they go on in the tweet, and they have six emojis, or icons, I guess is what we would call them for the sake of this tweet. It says, in this house, we believe Black Lives Matter, love is love, science is real, Feminism is for everyone. No human is illegal. Forgive me for pausing on that. I don't have my bifocals on and I had to pull the thing away from my face a little bit. No human is illegal. And then kindness is everything. And the emojis are the Marxist fist for Black Lives Matter, a heart with the transgender symbol in the middle of a rainbow-colored heart. That's for love is love. And then a globe, the iconic globe, the blue and green globe for science is real. I guess that's the uh, global warming icon. And then feminism is for everyone. That's the traditional female symbol. And then the no human is illegal is uh, a rainbow colored, I think, horizon. It's an oval, but I'm guessing it's supposed to be a horizon representing borders. And then kindness is everything is a palm with a rainbow-colored heart on the palm. Not too sure I get that one. Maybe I should, but nonetheless. So what do I want to talk about today? You say, well, you already covered that one yesterday, Piper. Why are you doing it again? Because I want to talk about science. I want to talk about the fact that we are being led by a bunch of flat earthers. I mean, last week I talked about Rachel Levin, formerly known as Richard Levin, who was elevated to four-star admiral status. Why? Frankly, we all know why. There's no reason this person was elevated to four-star status other than the fact that this man is so confused that he thinks he's a woman and now goes by the name of Rachel Levin rather than Richard. 
And Rachel is now our Assistant Secretary of Health and Human Services. So I guess if you're a denier, if you actually believe biology is fluid and not a fact, if you want to insult women to the extent that you will actually mock and mimic them by dressing up like them, or at least like you think they should dress, in exaggerated features and wear size 16 pumps and a dress and grow your hair long or wear a wig and make yourself look like you have breasts when maybe you don't even have breasts if you haven't had the surgery. If you think you're a female, but in reality you're a male, what's that make you? Well, I would argue it makes you a science denier. You're denying reality. You're pretending to be something that you're not. Oh, how dare you say that, Piper? That's insensitive of you. Well, how is it insensitive of me to suggest that women deserve the dignity of being treated as if they are real things rather than nothing but the... uh, end result of a fantasy land of some guy named Richard who wants to pretend to be something he's not. You're not complimenting women by doing this. You're insulting women. You're taking their facilities away. You've heard my mantra on this. You know what I'm going to say next. You've taken away their bathrooms. You've taken away their showers. You've taken away their sports. You've taken away their scholarships. You've taken away their facilities. You've taken away Title IX. It doesn't mean anything any longer because if women aren't real, women can't have equal rights because any man can steal those rights away from the women, and therefore they're not equal anymore. Do you get my point? I said this when the Obama administration was trying to intrude onto the campus of Oklahoma Wesleyan University, and they sent me a letter telling me that I had to begin to comply immediately and provide transgender accommodations on our campus. And as you've heard the story, I had the Alliance Defending Freedom, ADF, craft a legal response for me. And in my language, not theirs, it essentially said this, go pound sand. The answer is no. At my university, we're going to treat women with respect and dignity. We're not going to steal their identity and all the facilities that go with that officially recognized and protected identity under the auspices of Title IX. We're not going to pretend that women don't exist. We're going to treat them as a fact, not as a fantasy, and not as make-believe. Women aren't leprechauns. They're not unicorns. They actually are real. But oh no, the progressive left wants to call me and you the science denier. Well, there's more in this Trevecca Nazarene thing. They say that feminism is for everyone, and I've already covered that. No, it's not. It's not for everyone. Feminism is for the female. You can't be a feminist if females do not objectively exist. If you get rid of the objective fact of the female, of the feminine, you cannot be a feminist by definition. Well, what about science is real. The fact that they have this blue and green globe that you've seen, oh, it's ubiquitous in social media. 
It's the globe that supposedly, I guess, represents climate change and global warming, whatever they want to call it today. Well, it seems like today, if anybody, such as myself, writes or speaks critically of global warming or climate change. Now, when I say critically, I'm not denying that the climate changes. It clearly changes. We have warm winters. We have cold winters. We have ice ages, many ice ages, and then we have warming spells. The history of the world would prove that. Okay, so anybody that would deny that would have to be pretty ignorant. I'm not denying that the climate changes. I'm not denying that the globe warms at some points in time and then cools at other points in time. What I am suggesting is that we ought to be willing to have a good discussion, a good debate, like Bjorn Lumberg who writes as an economist on this very issue and suggests that, oh, I don't deny climate change. In fact, he doesn't even deny anthropomorphic climate change. In other words, people have something to do with the fact that the climate is changing. He doesn't argue against that. What he says is that if we implement all of the solutions of AOC and the Democrats and the radical progressives, we will kill millions, not hundreds of thousands, but millions, and not just millions, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of people will die as the result of the Green New Deal, one more time on that, the Green New Deal solutions. So is that a scientific discussion? I would argue it should be. If you want to talk about science, if you want to talk about facts versus fiction, if you want to talk about reality versus make-believe, if you want to talk about those things that have been proven empirically, then maybe you ought to talk about economics and that economics has some predictable outcomes when you violate the laws of economics just as much as there's a predictable outcome when you violate the law of gravity. We know what happens when you print too much money. It's called hyperinflation. And the founder of Twitter was just in the news last week saying that hyperinflation is just around the corner. It's inevitable. That's Jack Dorsey. No conservative in anybody's um, lexicon as far as I know. My point is this. Science just isn't the discussion of the temperature of the earth. Science should include the discussion of gender and sex, and that there's male and female, and there isn't anything else. That's the way we are created. Male and female, he created them. That's the Genesis narrative. And up until five seconds ago, in the course of human history, most scientists would have agreed with that too. And I would argue honest scientists who haven't bowed the knee at this progressive mob bowed the knee to this progressive mob, this politically correct mob that will have their head if they don't comply. Honest scientists, those with spine and courage and backbone and any modicum of honesty, will admit that there's still only two sexes, male and female. Honest scientists will talk about the physical consequences of denying that reality. 
honest scientist will talk about the consequences of denying the biblical ethic of how to behave sexually. That those who violate that ethic will be subject to higher percentages of disease as the result of violating that. You've heard me talk on this show before. We can cure STDs tomorrow. I have the cure for sexually transmitted diseases. I do. I really do. I'm not making this up. It's not exaggeration. It's not hyperbole. I have the cure for all STDs, and that includes HIV and AIDS. You know what the cure is? Stop having unbiblical sex. Oh, what a prude. I can't believe you just said that. Why? What's wrong with that? Can't you people control yourselves? Can't I control myself? Can't we actually be men of integrity rather than be men that are unleashed and our libido defines everything we want that we are? If you want to do it, I guess you're supposed to do it. There's no controlling factor any longer. Well, even the left admits that that's crazy because they're the ones that rail against the church for all of its sexual scandals. Well, why should they care? What do they care about sexual scandals if there is no such thing as a scandal that's grounded in immoral sexual activity? Oh, but Piper, you're missing the point. What they're suggesting is that the sex was outside the parameters of consent. Oh, so now you're telling me that if it is wrong five seconds ago because I couldn't find anybody to consent to it, that now all of the sudden... Five seconds later, it's right, just because I found somebody that would agree to it. Is that our measure of morality? Have we dumbed down moral, uh, morality to nothing but consent? And something could be blatantly evil five seconds ago, and now it's a moral good? Just because we can find somebody to participate in that evil with us. I mean, stop and think about it. If that's our moral barometer, if that's our measuring rod of those things that are moral and immoral, we're in trouble. So my point again, today's topic is science. So if you want to have a question about global warming and climate change, if you want to maybe look into the data of sunspot activity, and maybe when the sun has more activity, it actually warms the earth, and when the sun has less activity historically, the earth actually cools. Maybe you ought to look at that data and see if there's a correlation there and then maybe have a discussion as to maybe that affects the climate of the earth as much, if not more so, than any anthropomorphic activity. I've had a guy at Oklahoma Wesleyan University talk about this stuff. He actually showed us the graphs. He laid over earth's temperature a transparency, basically, over the top of the historical records of sunspot activity. And guess what? The graphs matched up almost perfectly. And when you come to the issue of biology and genetics and DNA and chromosomes, don't you think we ought to have a discussion about, you know, yeah, there are two sexes. The cows get it. The horses get it. My dogs get it. It, the birds and the bees get it, but oh, I guess people, we somehow have risen above it? That makes no sense. That violates 
the empirical evidence before your very eyes. They're making it up. They're flat earthers. Now let's talk about the Marxist fist. They raise the Marxist fist, while at the same time they say that science is real. Well, guess what? That's the issue of economics, too, and politics. Political science? Economic facts? So, Marxism. It's a political, it's a political tool. It's a political ideology. So we ought to discuss it within the boundaries of political science, right? If we believe that science is real. What's the history? What's the empirical evidence regarding Marxism? You know where I'm going with this. 100 million people are dead because of it. So if science is real, why are you raising the Marxist fist? The icon of the Bolshevik Revolution. The Black Lives Matter upraised fist is grounded in Marxism. The founders of BLM say so. I'm not telling you that. They're telling you that. What about the science, the political science of the Soviet Union, of Red China, of Pol Pot's Cambodia? What about those facts? What about that science? Is that real? So, I've gone through the list of things here with regard to science. Are women a fact or are they a fantasy? Is the climate changing because of sunspot activity or is it changing because there are too many cows out in your fields in Oklahoma passing gas? I mean, they're actually making this argument and they expect you not to laugh at it. And if you do, you're the science denier. And they ignore the reality, the historical data, the empirical evidence before their very eyes as to what socialism and Marxism brings upon a nation, upon a people, upon a culture. Oh, we'll ignore the reality. We'll ignore the data. Oh, don't ask us to comment on that because we'll do it different this time. They ignore the fact that feminism is a joke if the feminine isn't real. They ignore that. The list goes on and on with regard to their denial of the very facts before their very eyes. You're the science denier? I don't think so. And when we talk about, let's talk about the borders. Why in the world do we have a United States of America if America doesn't have any borders? You're the science denier? You're denying reality when you suggest that Wait a second, shouldn't a nation have a border? And let me just ask you a question. How can a nation exist if there is no border for that nation? Wouldn't that by, by definition mean that the nation has dissolved? If there are no borders to define it any longer? You ask that question and you're somehow a xenophobe. You're the denier of human rights because you're suggesting that some human beings are illegal. No. I'm suggesting that some human actions are illegal and that people should stop engaging in them and start behaving legally. And if you want to enter a country, do so. If I want to enter into England, I'm obligated to enter into England legally or they will arrest me. If I'm going to go into the Vatican, guess what? There's a wall around it and if I try to ignore the Swiss guard, 
and barge through that wall, I'm going to get arrested, even at the Vatican. Yes, even Pope Francis will enforce those rules and that boundary and those walls. And guess what? Joe Biden is spending approximately half million dollars of your money and mine as we speak, constructing a wall, a border, a boundary around his vacation home in Delaware. Well, isn't that interesting? I guess some people are illegal if they try to enter Joe Biden's summer home compound in New England. And some people are illegal if they try to enter the Vatican without the proper credentials and via the improper way. Science, science people, is nothing but asking good questions in pursuit of truth. And as you ask those questions, you're going to discard some ideas because they're proven false, and you're going to embrace other ideas because they're proven to be true. And then you keep asking good questions about those ideas. And truth can withstand the debate. Truth measures up to the question. It isn't afraid of them. It isn't afraid of the question, of those questions. Truth, truth is true even if no one believes it, and falsehood is false even if everyone believes it. Truth is true, and that's just the end of it. That is a statement of good science. It's a confidence in the truth, knowing that you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. So when somebody calls you a science denier, I have a challenge. Ask them if they believe in biology. Ask them if they believe in physiology. Ask them how you can be a feminist if a feminine no longer exists, if a female isn't a fact and the feminine is nothing but a fabrication, isn't feminism meaningless? Ask them if they'd like to talk about the economic consequences, the factual consequences, the science of economics as it relates to their global warming agenda and the Green New Deal. Ask them why in the world they're so concerned about our border with Mexico when they could care less about constructing a border around Joe Biden's home. And if Pope Francis is so keen on getting rid of national borders, then maybe he should just live in suburbia or in a little apartment with no security whatsoever in downtown Rome. You know, these are good questions that we should all be asking. And we should never allow ourselves to be browbeaten into submission by these flat earthers who pretend to believe in science. It's nonsense. What they're saying makes no sense. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. And them claiming to be science affirming folks is nothing but deception. I'm Dr. Everett Piper. And this is The Rebellion.